Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin is not just a place, it's a people. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast on We Are Cavan. Um, delighted to have you on this Tuesday afternoon as I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor from the Anglo Celt. Um, we have a couple of topics to get through, but the second of them will be where on our diehards service we picked the combined, um, picked the best 15, I suppose is the best way of putting it, of the 97 and 2000 and 21 or 20 winning Ulster teams and we tried to pick the best team from it and there's been a bit of a backlash on social media and from our diehard so we said we'd we'd listen to all of the the comments and I can tell the commentators why they're wrong and why my team was right Paul as as, as well you know do you know what I was just thinking though before we get into this there are two people who are most qualified more qualified even than me and you to pick this team. Can you name the two of them? Can we name the two of them? Mickey Graham and Darren McKinnon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who is more qualified than they both played in 97 and then were, 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 were part, in parts of the management team or manager and, uh, and selector in 2020. So I think we might even, although I doubt it actually jump in and do it, but I, I'd love to hear Mickey Graham's team anyway. And I'd love to hear Darren McCabe's just to see who they think, because they've first-hand experience of both. Yeah, I was talking to one of the 97 lads, not Mickey or Dermot, on the phone uh, the, the other day. I should have said it to him. Uh, I, must, I must get on to him and ask him now. Uh, but, yeah, look, we're friendly with a good few of them. It'd be great to get their, their point of view. Obviously, there's going to be bias. Like, you're going to hear um, the 97 lads picking more 97, probably, in 2020. Like you, like you, uh, who thumbed your nose at the heroes of 97. <laughs> Describe it. Absolutely scandalous stuff out of you, Donahue. I just uh, can't believe how how disrespectful you've been to the current crop of Calvin footballers. You know, personally, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were a bit harsh on them. I thought you were very harsh on them. I really think that you you're um, you're not taking into account the level of preparation that they've put in. The fact that they won it so convincingly, the fact that they won it the hard way. I think you're being really, really harsh, and I wouldn't blame them for not doing an interview in the Anglo South. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Just to be clear, this didn't actually happen. No, no player refused me an interview. I don't be giving them any ideas. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone who missed out on it, we'll run through the teams first of all, Damien. Yeah, go for it. So we were we were uh, aligned on the first eight. So we both had Raymond Gallagher in goals. We both had the full back line of Killian Clark, Paul Faulkner, and Jason Burdockton. We both had the half back line of Jerry Smith, Berta Morris, and Kieran Brady. That's Kieran Brady from Arva, in case anyone thinks. Because obviously there's two Kieran Brady's in the mix for the defence. Because uh, you had the Gary Man fullback in 97, of course. Mm-hmm. Then we both had Dermot McCabe in the number eight jersey. That's when we started to differ. So I went with Thomas Galligan at number nine. You went for Killian Brady. 
our half forward lines, I went Ronan Carlin, Grove McKernan, Peter Riley, so did you. Uh, although you had a very tough call to make with Ronan Carlin against O'Shane Kernan, if I remember yeah. correctly. But you, yep. you opted for Ronan. The full forward line, I went Larry Riley in the corner, so did you. I went to Fintan Cahill on the edge of the square. You went for Thomas Gallagher. And then a contentious one. Uh, you left out your all-time favourite cabin player, yeah, Damien O'Reilly, in, in place of, of one of the greats of the modern era, to be fair, Martin O'Reilly. Uh, so uh, a lot of, lot of discussion came in about it. Uh, and the best comment that came in said, Damien should lose that on the 20 job. <laughs> <laughs> and that was from Damien O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that one was a, that comment came in a couple of weeks ago, but so we we stuck it up again yesterday to see what the what the feedback would be. So um, yeah, we got a good few comments in. Um, give us the give yeah. us the first of them, and we'll see. Well, first of all, there's a couple of guys didn't understand it because one fella says no Mackey. See uh, that that that's that probably puts it in a nutshell for me that that people didn't fully understand the concept of it. That not only was it just on 2020 and 97. But it was on their performances in those years. And that's the, the, the big thing for it. And then on top of that, the third point was that it wasn't about picking the best 15. It was about picking a team that would work well and win together. So that's where I came from. On yeah, well, I know you always said Damien Riley wasn't a team player. And that's why you're, no, not <laughs> you're breaking I'm the joking. internet. Don't say that ever. I'm joking. That's the opposite of what you said. Um, yeah, another person says Michael Faulkner in there. So again, this guy didn't understand it uh, because Michael Faulkner obviously was not playing in 97. Uh, so it seems to me that one of the big omissions we made, Damien, and let's hold, hold our hands up here. Uh, Jerry Sheridan, yeah. by common consent from Bailiwick, should have got in there somewhere uh, in the defence. Like Jerry was an all-star nominee in 97. And I know we both, we both gave him a very... Uh, good mention and said that he was close to both our teams, which he was, but most people that have gotten touch or who I've been talking to privately have said Jerry Sheridan's a big omission. Yeah. And 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 in hindsight, I I, I think he probably should be in the head of Killian Clark on on the twenty twenty season. Killian Clark, I don't think, was at his fully best in twenty twenty and, and he still was very, very good. But I still think that we've seen better and will see better again from Killian Clark. And whereas I, I from talking with a with, with a few people as well, they they said that about Jerry Shorten was was you couldn't leave him out. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think Jerry had to be in there. I'm like we're talking about versatility. We could have put him in in the halfback line, uh, wing back equally as good, or he could do a man marking job for you in the corner. But again, I like Killian Clark to. Uh, for versatility, you can even throw Killian Clark in full forward, uh, potentially. I know he's played a lot there for his club, um, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, I, I'll take that one on board. Now the Garner Mafia have been in touch, uh, several Garners. I, I this must have been up on the club WhatsApp or something because several Garner people are uh, they've got pitchforks with big uh, burning lumps of silage on the end of it, and they're <laughs> they're coming to, they're coming for you up in Swaland, and they're coming for me in Virginia. Supplied uh, supplied by Bernard Morris. <laughs> neither of us could leave out Bernard so it's obviously over Connor Madden or Kieran Brady or both Kieran Brady uh, Kieran Brady seems to be the one so yeah, one guy said, just says straight up Kieran Brady Garner in for Clark next guy a little bit more aggressive how is Killian Clark in ahead of Kieran Brady Garner I don't uh, think you could have played Kieran Brady as a corner back 
I think Kieran Brady was in direct competition as a full back uh, with with Park Faulkner. I, I and that's that's why. Now maybe I'm wrong. I I just I I see him. He has to be in the centre, Kieran Brady. He was he was a, such a brilliant centre man. He he could he could physically dominate. He was good in the air. Um, I just don't know if the if the if the wing would have suited him. If if out in cornerback would have suited him. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like when you look at Cavan's All Ireland semi final against Dublin this year, uh, and then look back to '97, you could say that Kieran Brady has torn in possibly one of the best performances by a Cavan player in, in Crow Park in the last fifty years, because he was brilliant yeah. against Kerry '97. I can't That's remember true. the name of the guy that he marked because he he had a short career with Kerry, but the your man that he marked had played all the games up to that and didn't even and feature in the final. I think he, I think he was like second top scorer or something um, yeah, um, up, up to that point in, in, in the Munster Championship so um, I'll, try and, I'll try and find his, his name just escapes me but he didn't I should know his name but he he, uh, he got dropped for the final after, over yeah. ahead of it um, yeah. next one next one Killian Clark's not gonna not coming in for a bit of uh, bit of slack of, uh, flack here Terry Farley for Killian Clark done a, jo- done a job on Tony Boyle in the semi steady performer in each game Terry Farley and Killian was one of the closest ones for me. Um, Very similar players. Yeah, like I think Killian Clark's best position is fullback. I always believe that, and he he came out the field, and he he's such a good athlete that he can play anywhere. Um, and I think Calvin maybe thought that you could get more out of him out the field, but I always thought Killian Clark's best position and the best football he played for Calvin probably was well last year. Like he's playing, I think he's playing centre back, but like as twenty nineteen, but. I always thought a fullback was the best position, but that's why I put him in there for versatility and everything else. But Terry Farley, like, I think he's still held in an extremely high regard for his performances around that time. Yeah, yeah, it probably and and it shouldn't have impacted, but maybe that we we didn't see much more of enough more of Terry Farley after. You know, he had a relatively short intercounty career. Terry, I think I'm right in saying that that. That that may have, even though it probably shouldn't have. But my my exact memories on ninety seven, you know, most of the memories are dominated by running onto the field at the end of games, going, ah, oh, we're off to making us the final. Ah, oh, we're off to winning us the final. So that, you know, I the actual games, I I I'm relying on video, and you don't get a great sense of a cornerback or or a, a a man marking job or or the stuff that goes on off the ball, you know. So and Terry. By all accounts, probably done done a huge, huge role in '97. That that, from from my point of view, I didn't get to see enough of. Yeah, well, there's, there's recency bias. We have to factor that into it. Um, but Killian Killian Clark didn't play well against Dublin in the All Ireland semi final. But like, you certainly you certainly couldn't say he didn't didn't do well in the Ulster Championship. Like I remember him coming up with a big point against Darren when it was badly needed. Um, and I th- I think we're guilty of holding Killian Clark to a very high standard there. Whereas if Killian Clark had never played county football and this was his first year coming in and he played as he did, he'd probably yeah. be an automatic on a lot of people's teams. Um, I don't know if the if the if the word guilty is 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 the word I'd use there. Guilty of holding him to a higher standard. Like I'm sure he'd be kind of flattered or, or delighted that that he's been held to that standard because he has set a standard that 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 we believe he can he can achieve and and 
I don't think he hit that in 2020, which is exciting for me. I, I can't wait to see Killian Clark back to his best and 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 more players like him. I think that there's more to come, as we've we've already alluded to. But yeah, it's uh, like Killian Clark. If it was a maiden season, definitely it would have been. It would have been a hell of a maiden season, but it wasn't. He's already set himself up as he's he's an international rules player. You know, he's that standard. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, next talking point, Kieran Brady going in for Killian Clark. So Kieran Brady's getting a lot of love here. Um, mm. There's a few people debating your decision to include Killian Gunnar Brady at midfield. No way Gunnar should be there in Damien's team. Good club footballer, gives a hundred percent, but there is better. Uh, next foot guy says Gunnar had a great year, but don't think he deserves starting midfield for sub on though. Yeah, you see, and and, and this is where where I'm not making the case that Killian the Gunnar is is one of the best 15 footballers but I'm making the case that a team with Killian the Gunner in it is better because of the energy he brings because of the turnovers because of the the intensity you know that's that's the I, I don't see anybody probably in the 97 or the, the 2020 team that does it as well as Killian the Gunner that's why he's in it for me I'm, I'm definitely not stating that he's he's the most slick footballer out there and that he's going to score five or six points that, that'll win you games but what he what he brings, I think, is unique, and that's that's why he's on the team for me. And he did get a point, um, wasn't it, against Darren when Cavan needed in the first half? And uh, <laughs> we're, so we're praising Killian Clark for his point in that game. Every point mattered at that stage because that was yeah. a game where we were ten points down. So he did get a point, and it's a rare thing. Killian, I think I, 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 I think his smile on his face as he was coming back out from that point says how rare it was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was nearly surprised about it. Yeah, but uh, he's on my team all all year long. Recency bias from Damien with Gunnar and Martin. Paul has midfield forwards, right? Jerry Sheridan for Clark. Uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. I, I, do you know, I just don't know, again, and I'm talking about from a tactical point of view, will you get away with Thomas Galligan and Dermot McCabe on the same team in midfield, particularly in 2020? Now, Dermot McCabe was, was in 97 very he, he was a lot fitter than than we'd have seen in the latter days of his career when when he had a lot of injury issues so but i don't think it was defensively a strong midfield if you put thomas and dermot in there throw killian the gunner into the mix and and you've got a good balance it allows dermot mccabe to do what he does best going forward supplying ball you know kicking big points from 50 meters out you know he doesn't have to worry about that other side of the game killian the gunner will balance it for him so that's where i <laughs> fell down on 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 the sword that I think a lot of people didn't didn't think about where I was coming from in terms of a, a tactical decision for the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah. No, I I can definitely understand that. Um I can definitely understand that. And I did I did raise that at the time that uh, I wasn't I would I wouldn't have any reservations about how Thomas and Darren would, would pair up because both brilliant attacking midfielders. Um and maybe you do need a, a a grafter with them. Uh, next talking point says, Kieran Brady for Clark, Jerry Sheridan for Smith, and King has to be there. Now, I have a problem with that comment. You've two thing, problems with that comment, I'd say. Go on. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Well, Jerry Sheridan for Smith. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> how, how dare somebody ever bring, <laughs> bring Jerry Smith into question? How dare they? It's, I'm not. I'm not having it. I'm no, not having it. 
no, you're just you're you're definitely not going to allow that. That's 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 literally that's like attacking your family. You know, do that's that's a philistine. That's a man who doesn't appreciate art. <laughs> that's a that's a man who who would sit there and watch something like uh, one of those Marvel comic movies instead of watching with something like the Big Lebowski. No, no, I'm not having that. Yeah. And 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 I'm sorry. Who did the, the so they said St- Stephen King has to be in? Who are they taking out? That's my problem. No. You, can, you can't turn around and say such and such has to be in there. Okay, no problem. Who are you dropping? Yeah, no, no, no. That's 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 about that. There, there was the the story of the selector along the line saying to the manager, "You're going to have to take off Paul." Well, geez, who are we going to put on? I don't care. Just take him off. <laughs> You know, there's no there's no options there at all. You've got to you're going to have to give us more than that. Who's Stephen King replacing? Is it Dermot McCabe or is it is it Thomas Galligan or or is it Killian the Gunner? It can't be Killian the Gunner. Let's be sensible. About it. He's he's your Jerry Smith. <laughs> uh, now this is a more this is a more sensible comment. I feel like Jerry Sheridan has to be in there, but it's a tough one on who misses out. Now that's that's more like it, lads. Yeah. So they're they're conceding. <laughs> uh, next talking point, Oshin Kiernan, question mark. See, I and and for the listeners here uh, on the Die Hards podcast, I had Oshin Kiernan in ahead of Ronan Carolyn, and then I changed my mind. I had forgotten about Ronan's super performance in the semi final against Donegal. For some reason, it, it, it had gone out of my head. And, and during the podcast, I, I changed my mind after a bit of, <laughs> after quite a bit of over and back. But Ocean Cairn very, very unlucky not to be in it. Now I I I you know, he for me, he's your first sub. He's definitely the first sub for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I happened to listen back to a bit of our um podcast after the Monham game with Mickey Hannon on it. Came on the other day just when I was driving and uh, at the end of it you asked who was man of the match. And I said Jerry Smith. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> but I had I had predicted Jerry would be man of the match, so I was just kind of re- trying to rewrite history to my to my own ends. But <clears throat> I think the three of us said Ushin Karen was right there for man of the match in that game. So as I said the last day, it was such a helter skelter championship. You nearly need to sit down and watch all the games again uh, to appreciate some of the stuff. Like Ushin Karen, it all came so fast. You hadn't time to, you know, the modern game was no sooner over, and you were thinking about Antrim and so on, but. Uh, Ushin was very good and he was very good in the league game so possibly yeah. unlucky to miss out on an All-Star nomination and unlucky not to make this team as well but look that half hour line uh, is stellar you know Ronan Karen and Joe McCarron and Peter Riley no more than any of those three I don't think I don't think so I think from from a from a, a scoring point of view you had to have Ronan Karen there you know and then Garode's Garode's work rate his his as I continually state, the fact that every team Cavan come up against, they put their best man marker on Garode, and Garode still had a, a stellar championship. And then Peter Riley, back in an era when it 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 wasn't that common for wing forwards to work back, he worked back and yet still drove forward. Like he had an unbelievable engine, brilliant distributor of the ball, could take frees, could kick points, you know, and very, and, ver- and very direct as well when he wanted yeah. to be like a great yeah. ball carrier. Yeah, completely and very strong. But um yeah, I think I think that it's tough for us, you not not just making that half forward line, but like that's it. It's 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 uh, you're up against very good players, and that ninety-seven forward line was was absolute quality. Um next one says Jerry Sheridan in for Killian Clark, Ocean Kiernan should also be in. Again, 
Yeah, it should also be in, yeah, but... Uh, tell us who, tell us tell who. Us, tell us who you're dropping. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. There's a few others and there's a couple of great messages came in here if I can, if I can dig them up. Um, and here's a really interesting one and a well-argued case. Lads, one team built for three years to become a genuine All-Ireland contender in 97. They won an Ulster title when it had produced the All-Ireland win of four of the previous six years and also produced the finalist in 95 as well. Yeah, um, they were robbed. The other team was nowhere near that. It's great they won, but it's totally out of the blue. Maybe even a fluke. I think only four of the current team would make 97 team, maybe. So he, he was asked, who's your four for 2020? And he said, McKernan, Faulkner, Ray Galligan, Thomas Galligan. It's hard to have many more in there because one was the Division 1 team and the other is Division 3. Anyway, hopefully this is the start of sustained success and only a couple of 97 lads make the team in three years' time. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I Does one word in there annoys me? It was no fluke. There was no fluke in 2020. I, I was only thinking about this. I was listening to a podcast um, there where John Cavanaugh was talking on the, the, the MMA coach, but he, he was just talking about coaching during lockdown and how it was the, the, the people with the most discipline that came out best in it. And I, I think I remember flagging that up way back when I was saying that the teams that have the most players that can apply themselves on their own will we'll do well out of this. I think what, what it has shown is that these Cavan boys have more discipline than a lot of other counties and a lot of other county players. And when everything was put correctly in place for them, that they've, they've thrived in this environment. I, I, I don't think you can say it was a fluke because they've been close enough to Ulster winning teams in the last five years that, you know, making the Ulster final, granted, been well beaten by Donegal, but you know, narrowly beaten by Monaghan when they win Ulster titles in 2013, was it, in 2015? Or, you know, there, there's so many opportunities. Bringing Tyrone to, to a semi-final in 2016, um, a replay, that, that was, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with Fluke. This was coming. It, it, was, it was coming. It wasn't guaranteed to happen, but it was definitely coming. Yeah, look, I, I like I like his argument, and he makes a good argument. Like he put a bit of thought into that. But I, like you, I wouldn't fully agree. Um, saying one is Division One and the other is Division Three, like you see this argument twisted a lot to suit to suit people's needs. They'll say, "Oh, look, um, there's only there's only one Division One team still left in the championship, or whatever." But or you know, it, but they might be they're excluding teams who got relegated out of Division One. But someone else will count them as Division One. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll say, "Look, we beat." Uh, Whoever, whatever division two, or have to be their division one team now, uh, which you know that's it's a grey area. So I, to call Cavan a division three team, Cavan haven't played, haven't actually played division three football in seven or eight years. And back in ninety seven, there wasn't four divisions. 
like the, there was Division One, One A, wasn't it something like that? Or One A, One B, Two A, Two B. This sort of an idea. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think it's comparable. I don't. I, 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 I think there might have been four divisions in '97, and it, it, it changed. Um, it, it, I think it actually changed going into the '97, '98 National League season. I think that was the change of it because I remember Calvin didn't know who to be drawn against, and then got thrown into an absolute group of death. And had like three games before Christmas coming off the back of the New York thing and lost them all. Um, played, I think Tyrone was one game I remember in Breffney, but it changed around then. But yeah, no, I, I, you're right on that. Like to call Cavan a Division Three team when they haven't played a Division Three match since 2014, uh, I think it's probably bending things a wee bit. I know we're going to start in Division Three uh, in this National League if it ever happens, but in actual fact, as a slight tangent. I think it needs to go back to the old system because it was when that system came in in the late 90s that you saw a great level in Irish standards in the early 2000s. There was a great level in Irish around that time. Like you, t- you had teams popping up all over the place uh, making great strides. Like Cavan obviously had a good team from 97 but they were in the National League final in 2002 beating Worst Common in a, in, a re- in a semi-final that time. You had Fermanagh going to Crow Park in 2004. You had, you had Tyrone coming up. Uh, you had Armagh coming up. Uh, you had loads of teams like that kind of on, on the rise at the time if you look at Leinster in the early 90s um, after that system came in Westmead and Leash won Leinster titles Kildare won two Leinster titles around that time um, so I thought that was good because it gave you the, it exposed you to that high level uh, for a couple of games in the league but it wasn't it wasn't thing that you were going into a league getting slaughtered and then thrown back down to a lower division again I thought that was a good system whereas this way it's the, the best metaphor I saw for it was saying that the the top sides now have, have gone up into the attic and they've pulled the ladder up behind them. And it's, it's, it's hard to argue against that, Damien, that when you, when you get up to Division 1, it, it almost takes a couple of years in Division 1 to get used to the standard. So it's so hard to actually stay there the first year. If you could somehow stay there the first year, you could stay there for five or six years like Monaghan had done. Well, ju- just to, to give people a better sense, so what you're talking about is the system that came in in 98, so it was the end of 97, start of 98 season. Yeah. So Cavan's league that year consisted of Offaly, who were Leicester champions, I'm right in saying. I think, haven't they? They won, they won Leicester in 97. They won the National League in 98. They, so, yeah, so yeah, that's right. Then you had Monaghan, you had Dublin, you had Tyrone, you had Sligo, Kerry, Cavan and Wexford. Yeah, I, I like that. That's a good mix. Like Monaghan were only Midland at the time. And yet finished second in the group. Yeah, I remember being at that as well. They, they actually won their quarterfinal against Darren, which was Damien Freeman's debut, as far as I remember. They lost the semi-final to Derry, and then Derry lost the final to Offaly. But Monaghan were, were not as good then as they, as they have been the last few years. Like, you'd Wexford in there who were, who were again, they were a bit off their breakthrough. Like, so you had a good mix there. If you were Monaghan or Wexford or a team like that looking to make a breakthrough at the time, you had something to build on. Whereas yeah. now, you're kind of... You're getting seven games. If you're starting off in Division Three now, you're getting seven games against Midland teams, and then you're you're. It's going to take you a couple of years to get up to Division One, and suddenly you're. It's like okay, now you're playing probably seven best teams in the country, arguably, or close to it. Yeah, and 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 the funny thing, just looking at the results of that league, Kerry from their seven games had three wins and four losses. Cavan had uh, five losses and two wins. You know, they contested an All Ireland semi final. In the autumn of 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 twenty or of of nineteen ninety seven, and then you know 
were in relegation battle or what would have been probably a relegation idea. So I, I think the way it was divvied up was that the um, you were kind of ranked, was it? And then you 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 were put into a group with a a one ranking, a two ranking, a three, a four, a five, a six, a seven, and an eight ranking. Yeah, I think that's the way it worked. Now there used to be another way it was done back in the eighties, which was which was super. And Monaghan actually won the league out of in eighty five. I think Monaghan won the league out of Division Three. I'm pretty sure they did. So there was one national league title back in the eighties, and you had four teams. So I think. The top four teams in Division One went into the quarterfinals. The top two in Division Two, and then the top of Division Three and top of Division Four all went into the quarterfinals. So you could be a Division Four team into a into a National League quarterfinal, which had eight teams in it, and that gave you that gave you a big game there. You were exposed against another good side. Same if you were Division Three or Division Two, you, you had a chance to get in and get a knockout game before you went into the championship against a good team, competitive football, and that was good. Like Monaghan. A great example in '85. I think won the Division Three. Leash won the National League around that time as well. Like that was huge. Um, yeah. Because they went on and won the Ulster the Ulster title in '85 and and uh, lost to Kerry in a in a semi final of the replay. So I'm not sure it was '85 or '86 they won that league, but that was a good system too. I think they were both fairer systems than what we have. Like currently, it's a complete meritocracy that you know you could nearly rank them generally one to thirty two almost by their league rankings. With a little bit of flux in there, and the other outlier like Cavan, but generally the top eight teams are the teams in Division One are the teams who win cups when it comes to championship. So I, yeah. I just think you're you are sort of casting counties adrift. But uh, yeah, but the, the other go ahead. Sorry again, again, it's um, it's the funny thing that I, I just that podcast with with John Kavanagh, and he was talking about that in order to keep motivation high or keep somebody really pushing hard there's got to be little victories, you know? So you, you wonder, it's got to be little, little victories or I think the way he described it was losing up. So that if you lose, you lose to a team that's better than you, but you're learning, you're going to get something from that. But then you got to beat somebody to get confidence, to get motivation, to keep you going. And that older system probably gave you both that. Okay. You know, uh, 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 a middle ranked, you know, a Carlo or whatever at that stage, they, they may lose to the Offaly of 97, but they could beat maybe the Wexford. And therefore they got both in the league. They didn't just get all Wexford standards or, or all of the higher standards where you're like, we're seeing too much of the yo-yo. Yeah, Gavin, I think so. Common go up to division one and come back down again. But if you, if you can stay there for, I think into a second year, you have a great chance of, of consolidating and being there for a while. Like, But it's that first year is so difficult. The Roscommon did it one year. They put all their eggs in that basket on the next day and I think they won their first four league games and got up there and stayed there for a while. But the other thing about that, I agree with what John Kavanagh says about that, but the other thing is, it's hard. It, you must put it like this. There's no point in uh, London playing Dublin, I don't think. like They're going to be slaughtered and I don't think they're going to learn anything. It's, it's too much of a gap. You need it. You need to be playing teams that are above you, but just enough that you can be in some way competitive. I'll give you an example in, in handball. Like you don't put a beginner in handball in against Paul Brady and hope he's going to improve. He won't. He won't be able to return the ball. He, he, the gap is too great. I remember when I was in school getting to an Ulster Colleges final, and uh, it was hilarious because. I was due to play Charlie Shanks in the final. So Charlie Shanks like went on good, to be good, all, fairly even. 
<laughs> it was a, it was a total mismatch. It was like Mike Tyson against my granny. But uh, uh, I remember Kevin Downs and Conor Rabbit were playing in the, in the doubles, and they were very strong. And they lost their their semi final, so I won my semi final against a weak fella. Um, but Shanks was in the final, so Fallagher was over us, and uh, he said a few days before due to play, he says to me. You're playing Shanks up in Savile, which is outside New York. He says, You're doing the play Shanks on Friday. And I says, Yeah. And he goes, Do you want to go up to that? <laughs> I was like, What? And he goes, uh, well, you know, he says, uh, you know, you'll be missing a day off school. I'll do me leave. And he goes, You'll have to go up for most of the day. And he says, You know, you're playing Shanks. I was like, dug me heels and I was like, Jeez, I, I tell you, I, I want to play this game. Like, I'll give Shanks, I'll give Shanks a rattle. So he's like, I oh, will see when it comes near the end of the week, can you? So Ken the Taurus thing and Father John says, No, he says, there's no point going up tomorrow. He says, we're going to be a full day gone and it's a foregone conclusion. So I was annoyed, but I had to accept it. So anyway, he rang me that evening. He says, right, we're going up tomorrow. And I was like, are we? And he says, yep, yeah, have your gear around. I'll bring you up. I said, brilliant. So I was buzzing that night, thinking, Kahuli had a change of heart. He's giving me a good shot here against Shanks. So I landed the next morning and there's Rabbit and Downs with their handball gear. And with them. I says, the boys are like, oh, I can't wait. To, can't wait to get away from the way. Like we're getting away at 10 o'clock. I said, are you still come? And the boys said, we're playing. And I said, How, how's that? And it says, turns out that the, the lads that were meant to play, the lads who had beaten them, the Tyrone lads, um, one of them had got glandular fever. And when Father Gahooley rang up to say that I wasn't coming to play my game, someone says, well, the Tyrone lads are out if the Cavan lads want to go on ahead and play the doubles as well. So Gahooley said, lovely, I've got a purpose. So he went up. And the two games went on at the same time on, on opposite courts. And the lads lost their game to, to Belfast fellas, but it was close. But I played Charlie Shanks. I swear to God, it set me back about two years. He gave me, he gave me that much of a beating that I could not see the, the ball at the speed he was hitting it at. Uh, he totally spooked me. He totally demoralized me. And for years after, whenever I went in to play someone, with a big reputation like that, I used to be absolutely jittery as hell because I used to think this lad's on a different planet to me. So mm. I think it's important. I know Brian McKeown used to always say about boxers as well that he, he'd be very cautious about overexposing a boxer to someone. And now that's different because you're actually going to get physically hurt. But <laughs> yeah. at the same time, you don't want to you don't want to go in and get completely outclassed and completely demoralized either. Yeah, do you know what? It's it's a, it probably is a fine line, but I, I there, there's countless examples of the the best of the best getting humiliated, and then using that as the motivation and finding the level and pushing on. You know, there, there's 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 any amount of examples. Tom Brady was was as a quarterback as we get ready to do our our preview show for the Super Bowl this weekend. As a teenager, he was humiliated. He was sitting on the bench. He couldn't find the level, but he kept persisting, and 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 he he eventually got there by being exposed to the level. And, and probably look at he he made strides, but he talks about the humiliations. So there's there, there is a fine line. David, tell us about this Super Bowl project, because I am super pumped about this. I want to be tuning in to every minute of this. You're going to be on it. Oh, I'm on it. Oh, yeah, no, I have to bring you on it. I think it's only. I think it's only Two. right. Yeah, yeah. Look at like we've 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 brought in some experts. Um, I've got three confirmed so far. So these these guys are 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 into the NFL, into their American football, um, and 
just coincidentally, they're Cavan senior footballers. So we're delighted to say we've got Jason McLaughlin, who's a, a New York Giants fan. He's coming on. We've got Niall Murray, um, the vice captain, is coming on. And his brother, uh, Stephen Murray, who's a Cleveland Browns fan for his sins, is coming on as well. And there may be one other, but we'll, we'll, we'll not confirm it until until he confirms he's available. But... Um, yeah, so there's going to be there's going to be good old debate, good old discussion over who's going to win. We're also going to find out why the guys got into the NFL. Um, like they're, they're they're fairly into it. I, I'd have more knowledge than you, but my knowledge of it would not be anywhere near these guys. Started the conversation, ringing them and saying, "Look, would you come on and do this podcast?" He was like, "Yeah, Jesus, what did you think of this and the the, the line of scrimmage?" What I was like, "Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like." Stephen Murray got into the drafts and, and and the you know the detail on on the draft picks and why they're trading drafts and and I'm kind of going oh, no over my head Stephen gone to way too far but going to be a brilliant podcast. I'm right? really looking forward to that. We learned a lot from that one. Yeah, so that's coming out on Friday morning. Um, we we look forward to that one. So if you're if you're into your NFL, head on over to uh, patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin for for the diehards uh, Super Bowl preview. So. A couple um, last comments on this 97-2020 stuff after our uh, little tangent there. Uh, P- Peter Riley in 97 was not better than Ocean Kieran in 2020. There's a man that's pretty adamant in his opinion there. Okay, okay. Again, we'll, 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 have, to, we'll have to put it down to opinion. Um, yeah, I, like, Peter Riley was excellent, I thought, in 97. My memory of him was... was, was Larry was, was the inhale player when he got the ball, everybody went like, oh, he's going to go by his man, you know, skin him, Larry, that, that comment. But Peter could skin him. Peter could, could distribute ball as well. He could, he could do so much with it. I, I personally look at, I loved Peter as a player. I love Ushin Karen as a player as well. Um, I just think probably different, different players in it. Yeah, different, different players. Some similarities. Obviously, they're both left-footed and they can both take frees uh, uh, and 45s and things like that. But they 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 had definitely different types of players at the same time, but uh, yeah, super super players. You'd have any of them any day of the week. You take them. That's that's really all the the feedback on ninety seven. Oh, sorry, yeah, one more thing. <laughs> I'm like Colombo here. Uh, one one final thing. Uh, there was a little poll stuck up, David, and the poll was it was Where? very simple. <laughs> <laughs> I said sorry, it, I said it was stuck up, David. Uh, the question was whose team was better, and the options were Paul or Damon. Uh, we had a grand total of two hundred and twenty-eight votes. Would you like to take a guess at the percentages? See, I don't think I'm going to like this. The fact that you've brought this up means you've won. I haven't seen the results of this poll. <laughs> to be fair, it, it took it took me four hours setting up uh, fake Instagram accounts to get my vote on. <laughs> you're you're probably in the seventy to eighty percent. No, 67 for me, 33 for you. Okay, okay. Well, look, at, I'll tell you what that tells us, that 33% of the people know a bit about football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part of, that's, that's part of my 67, though. The, the 34 knows that. Uh, so uh, another thing we should bring up before we finish up, Damien, is just to remind people that if you're listening to the podcast on your podcast app, that you can now listen on Spotify as well to the McAvoy Super Value Podcast. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a welcome addition. I know a lot of people are, are listening to all on the one platform. So we added Spotify onto it. Um 
So if it makes it easier for you, that's that's another way you can you can get the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Um, one last thing, Paul. I know that that it, you love these videos and stuff that are going around. What do you think of the Gardy dancing? It's it, you know it's uplifting, isn't it? Ah, oh, David. <laughs> what? I, I just can't. I just cannot believe it that it has come to this. That, that the guards, right? The the guardians of the peace, the Garda Siakana, are going off, taking time to get drones, to get cameras. Obviously, you've got sort of some sort of dance coordinators, and they are coordinating <laughs> and choreographing. Are they called so, choreographers? Sorry, cho- choreographers. Yeah, they they are they are choreographing this absolute scour of a pile of guards dancing around the place. And you know what's really sickening me is the comments that are going up underneath the, underneath this video. One fella I saw said. It brought a tear to my eye. Did you have? Did you actually have something in your eye at that moment in time? Why else were you crying at that at that video? Pull yourself together. I think the country has totally lost the run of itself. There. <laughs> I have to say that I I brought this up because I I seen this on one WhatsApp group and everybody on that WhatsApp group was full of praise, which you are not a member of. So I decided I'd I'd flip it to the other side of the circle. And uh, the, the, the other group that I threw it on that you are a member of, the reaction was completely different, <laughs> including including a member of the of the of the Garda Shikana. <laughs> so it just depends on what what side of the seat you sit on. I, I uh, some people love it and think it's a wonderful service that they're doing. <laughs> Others are are of a completely different opinion. Well, I have to make clear, I'm a big supporter of the guards. I'd always be taking the side of the guards, um... except when they're dancing. Except when they're dancing, stick, stick to stick to um, law and order and all that crack, lads. Not not dancing, no way. That's not for me. But uh, a couple more things I just wanted to bring up before we finish, Damien. Um, there's an awful lot of feedback came in the last couple of weeks about our pod that we did, where we where we got onto the subject of um, demographics in Cavan and um, towns and villages, population growth and things like that. A huge amount of people got in touch to say they enjoyed that podcast. So might be something that we might look into again and bring you that sort of stuff. The NFL podcast as well, I've had a lot of people talking about that are interested in that. So I was thinking maybe we'll, we'll do, coming up to the Masters, We might that'll be the first major now in about eight weeks' time. We might do a, mm. a preview pod, preview in the Masters golf as well, because I think with no football, maybe we might branch out a wee bit. Stick with the same football chat, but maybe throw in an extra podcast if people have any other ideas of stuff we might talk about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look at any, anything that we can that we can um, entertain you with, let us know. We'll Once it involves just keeping our clothes on, we're, we're willing to do it. <laughs> and uh, But in terms of, of uh, look, at, we'll we, we, we look into other ideas. Let us know your suggestions. Um, we're delighted to, to hear from you with your opinion all the time. Um, without you listening, the podcast doesn't work, so we're delighted that you do listen in. But there's, a, there's quite a bit of content over on the Die Hard service there, a really good interview with the... Um, Ulster Player of the Year, Thomas Galligan, caught up with him last week, and and um, look at very a, a good light-hearted one too, but but some uh, some really good insights into into how the season of twenty twenty went for Cavan and, and what was the one some of the reasons maybe for the success that it ended up with the Anglo Celt Cup coming back home. So along with if they haven't heard, well, they, obviously most people would have heard the Ashley. Maguire doing an interview, which was was a wonderful response, and a lot of a lot of praise coming in for Ashley after that podcast last week. I think people were 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 delighted that she got the recognition in in retirement that she deserves as as 
probably Calvin's greatest servant of, at ladies football so far. So I think we could also do a poker podcast, Damien, because we yourself and yourself and a few lads are on a are on an online poker group, and uh, I have to say it's the highlight of my week at the moment with the poker. There's nothing else to be had, yeah. but it, it's it's super it's super uh, entertainment for a couple of hours every week. And, it definitely, uh, is. especially when 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 you're on a Zoom call and you get the really really wind up Mickey Brennan <laughs> I think that's why it's the highlight of your week because you literally have notes we, we've seen the notes behind you while you're winding up Mickey Brennan but it's it's good out crack yeah we, we could definitely do that and, and and we could talk about the the strategies that are involved um that that you use in particular to to wiggle your way to the top of our leaderboards um, and and in doing so, keep Mickey at the very bottom. Well, that's that's the thing you see because people might look at Mickey Brennan and say, "She's there's a boy that might be might be a good poker player." But like Brennan, <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be gets, such a backlash on tomorrow night's poker game. Brennan gets on the podcast or gets on the Zoom at the side of the of the poker game, and like, no, he talks a good game, Damien. It's kind of like in football, he talks a good game, but. Well, by God, he is a poor poker player. Very, very poor poker player. I just don't like his strategy that he, he, he there's always a late reg and it's always Mickey. And he thinks that it's going to help him to get to, to stay in longer. And it ends up meaning that he's got the shortest game time out of anyone in the group. Like, I, I look at, again, we could definitely do a poker podcast. Um, but look, at we'll we, we, we leave all these ideas for the think tank on another day. And, and, and I'm sure Mickey Brennan will have a, a response for us on the We Are Mead podcast. But uh, thanks very much, folks, for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GEA podcast. Don't forget to support McAvoy's and, of course, Brady's Arva Limited, your local Volkswagen dealer, who continue to support us here on We Are Cabin. 